Hello, welcome to Sarcasm Colored Glasses, and I am your host, Critical J. And I have been waiting so long, so long to talk about this one. And it's been really, really struggle too. Like, you know, every time you see an episode, it's like, ah, oh, come on, I want to talk about it, I want to talk about it. But it's like, no, 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 let's one more. Because like, you keep getting like drops at the end of the episode. And then there's another drop at the next week. And it's like, okay, you know what? We're almost at the end. Let's just get through it so we can finish this thing and just talk about the whole thing. Because Lord knows what's going to happen at the end. And it was entirely um, surprising and um, satisfying as well. And what are we talking about? If you have missed the title of this, we're talking about WandaVision. And um, we did like the little prequel thing of like with the, just the first taste of that we got. And now that it's all over and done, now, you know, we can have a comprehensive uh, chat about what we saw. And um, as always, things that are in Disney Plus and streaming and stuff, there's going to be spoilers, major spoilers, of course, here. And um this is actually recorded way after it's done, so like, or two weeks or something, whatever, but enough for that you should have seen it already so we can talk about it, you know. Um, but so, yeah, so it started out with, you know, just this, uh, they had the TV theme so uh, theme thing going on. You know, you're progressing through the decades, um, which is, you know, fascinating on its own because that's something that's completely different, especially for Marvel, and it's nice to see something that's, you know, like more on the lighthearted scale of things. Um, you know, I mean, we love we loved uh, the Thor movies. We loved all the like the Avengers, the beginning ones that were um, like they always have like their, your little quips in there, you know. So it's not all like doom and gloom like DC, you know. So it's kind of cool to see those things in this and especially in this this particular zone, especially with characters that in the movies neither were particularly funny you know not that they didn't say funny things but they weren't like you know it wasn't like thor ragnarok where you know you got korg and and valkyrie where characters were they were the comic relief you know so for them to be in this sort of sitcommy thing and you're also and it's actually well done sitcommy thing you know it wasn't even just like okay yeah you know we've got this idea we're gonna do like, you know, like kind of like do do like a just just kind of do do like that the, the time period type thing. But it's like very specific too. it's like these are things that the the episodes, they they were funny and they were funny from the, you know, like as if you were watching I Love Lucy um, uh, Bewitched uh, um, and then the later ones where, you know, I don't know, Silver Spoons, whatever. But those type of period uh comedies sitcom dramedies they were accurate and you know and the jokes the style the acting everything was like accurate on it but you know this is a marvel show so it's it's not just that and they also were putting in just enough in there like just the subtle bits and growing growing more up into the episode when they were um god what was the name of the episode it's you know like previously on i think and, and i love you know i'm somebody that you know i actually pay attention to the names of episodes and stuff and um and and, and, I, and I love when they mean something and so they carried on the theme in the names of the episodes the episodes were all related to some sort of tv thing so um you know when they did the previously on and they 
basically backtrack to what was going on in the real world and everything that led up to this, you know, introducing Darcy, um, Monica Rambeau, um, was it Monica or Maria, I forget, but the daughter, okay. <laughs> um, introducing them, who they were, and, and then the guy from Ant-Man too, um, the FBI agent, I can't remember his name right now, but, you know, like introducing them into it and what's going on. And then, you know, because we saw somebody was watching this, but, you know, we were, it initially, we got the feel that it was kind of like some ominous force, like whoever's watching this is, you know, she's trapped in there and whatever, but it's like, then you see, and it's like, oh, they're catching this from there and they're trying to figure out what's going on. And wait a minute, she's in control. But then as we go on, she's seen less and less in control of things. So, and one thing that, you know, and, and I was just watching uh, Endgame the other day and it just streams so powerful just to, um, you know, I mean, that movie, I, God. I can't, I can't get over so many aspects of it and it, you know, seeing it so many times and each time feels just as powerful as when I was sitting in the movies with it. How many, how many movies can you say that about? Um, how, how many times can, you know, you see the same thing like six, 10 times over and you're still feeling just as emotionally drawn in and involved in these particular instances. And so the instance I'm referring to is, you know, like, like, yeah, you know, like she's Wanda and we're going to call her Wanda at this point. Um, and I'm going to allude to a little bit more, but, um, you know, Wanda basically creating this TV show and creating this world and locking this in, um, resurrecting vision at this point that we know, um, you know, that is like amazing power. And like, for me, somebody who's from comics and very familiar with like X-Men comics and one of my favorite uh, one of the best um, X-Men series was, you know, House of M. And just to give you a brief little thing about House of M is basically, you know, because um, this is also in the world where you have Magneto and Quicksilver or Magneto <laughs> just gave it away. Uh, Scarlet Witch and um, Quicksilver are Magneto's children. And so in this particular instance, um, you know, Wanda like kind of she she was having mental breakdowns and I think I, it's been a while since I read it but I think it was something of a sort where you know like she was pissed at her father or whatever and you know his his obsession with you know mutants and mutant kind and stuff like that so she basically said the words no more mutants I mean like more a little more detail than that but and then that's what happened where everybody lost their powers and it just became i think it was like 182 mutants left on the earth um that's a lot of juice <laughs> and um the fact that this is a character that they used in the avengers movies um we didn't necessarily get that much power but then it was it was it was a very much of an unknown power, like really didn't even know, you know, when they were first introduced. And um, I think Maria Hill reads off the textbook thing of what her powers are. And, you know, Steve, he's like, what? And then she's like, he's fast, she's weird. And, you know, and so you don't have a necessary idea of how much her power is, what, what her power is. And then as it goes, progresses through, it gets stronger and stronger. And bringing back to when I was talking about Endgame is she went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Thanos. 
not even toe to toe, like to the point when he was freaking, he was so scared of losing that he had to call down, you know, rain of fire and everybody just to stop her. Um, he also went just as strong with Captain Marvel, but Captain Marvel is powered by an infinity stone. So just to give an idea of what it takes to stand at that, I mean, she also got her well, she was supercharged by an Infinity Stone as well. Um, so that kind of makes sense there. But as we're going on in this series, um, and we're growing, as her power keeps growing, or our understanding of how much power she really has grows um, to the fact of how much, how much she really can do. And that, you know, this is kind of like, and she doesn't even know how much she can do. And then it builds up until, you know, when you finally get the complete exposition of everything that's going on with, you know, Agatha, which was like an awesome thing. And, and I love when they pull these characters out of the comics and um, especially when they pull them out and the ones that I don't even know were from the comics, it just seems like it's there. And then, you know, of course you're on there, you're Googling and you're like, Oh, who is this character? Um, you know, it's not just like, Hey, who's the actor playing this? It's like, I want to see who the actual character is. I want to see if this is a made up character. I want to see if this is something that has history and bam, bam, bam. There you go. This is a character that does have history and does have a relationship with Wanda. And, um, and then, and then it seems very perfect to introduce her as a the Scarlet Witch, a Scarlet Witch, or whatever they were. And actually, I think she did say, you're the Scarlet Witch, or I think it was a the, because, and that's a big distinction, because, you know, being a, a means that, you know, this is something that's out there, whatever, and you just happen to be one of them. But saying you're the, that, that really indicates that, you know, that's one of those things where it's like, oh, the prophecy of whoever, whatever, you know, it's like, you are the, you're the, you're it, you know, there's nothing like you out there. And, um, this is just something that has been talked about and, you know, foreseen or whatever, and you are it, you know, and, that's huge exposition to her because, you know, she's telling her all this stuff about, you know, like being a witch and stuff. She's like, you know, I, I got my powers from the Infinity Stone, you know, and which is something that and it, it seems like it's a small thing, but it's it's a huge thing because the the whole thing with the superheroes in the the MCU cinematic universe, it's like they're I mean, everybody gets their powers differently and stuff, but for like we didn't have mutants, you know, in, um, in the DC world, they call them meta, meta humans, you know, the way that they kind of like, you know, give a reason for these people that have powers and stuff like that. Um, but in, in Marvel, we, uh, because X-Men was something that's completely separate and now we have the hope of it bringing in or the promises of being in, and they actually have so far started to deliver getting to that. Um, it's something where, you know, it's beyond, you know, like, oh, we had this experiment and this is where you got your powers from, you know, in that whole take an Agatha taking back. And this is this is where it really gets so super exciting is going back to the the story that her and Quicksilver described of, you know, of, of where their parents died, you know, and having the Tony Stark bomb there. And they described how they sat there waiting for it to explode and it was a dud. So they got lucky, you know, but 
going through this, you see that it wasn't luck. It was her using her hex magic um, to change the probability of it going off. She made it a dud. And this is something and at the child stage. So it, it, it becomes something you were born with this. The experiments brought it out. It drew it. It, make it made it stronger. That's why they su survive. Not because, you know, just some random fluke or because they had the will to do it. They were committed for it. It's like because it was something that was already in there, which opens up, which opens up the Marvel Cinematic Universe more to beings being born with this stuff, not just, you know, getting powers from infinity stones, you know, which has basically been, you know, how everything's kind of been, at least as far as where they've been going with it. Um, so that's huge. And it's leads up more into, you know, what bringing more X-Men into this and other different things, you know, um, from from the comics and stuff you know like now we've got witches in there you know and so it's it it's exciting it's and uh and that's why you really can't downplay the show because it's um it's opened up a lot of doors and it is really it is the introduction to phase four and so and you know and i i heard the you know it's like minor complaints or you know like like i say i i can't stand critics who just complain you know it's easy to complain you know i could pick up anything and just like start complaining about like everything that was missing or how this was wrong or how i didn't like that or how they could have done this could have would have should have could have didn't whatever who cares did you enjoy it? yeah enjoyed it. something shut the frack up you know um so but like you know like these little complainers and whiners about it, it's like oh you know it's like it didn't like the ending was open-ended and stuff it's like duh it's it's supposed to be open-ended because this thing is these little vignettes of um, series that they're coming out. They're opening up to bigger things in in the smaller way that um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of was like the reverse of, you know, it's like because you had Avengers, which spawned off into the TV show that was going to be related to all the different movies that they're releasing and kind of having like that side plot off while still being connected. So this is something that, you know, the, the TV show is starting the plots that are leading up into the, well, I guess the agency kind of did it. In, well, they did in some things, but it, it was it was more sort of like spawning off of the only thing that they really did um, that kind of like more or less opened up was like the the fall of Hydra and um, going to Captain America. Actually, they know. I take it back because it was all that happened in Captain America, um, Winter Soldier, and then they kind of reacted to it by having the fall of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Hydra in there because it really just kind of was that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, next step. So this is completely different. This is the show spawning off ideas into what's going to happen to the movies. And as we know, Doctor Strange, the a multitude of madness or something like that. Um, that is going to feature Wanda Scarlet Witch into it. And it, and this kind of was a funnel into taking the character that she was in Avengers into working it into something that is going to be into the magical realm. So, you know, I mean, you've got a wizard warlock and then you've got witch. It just makes freaking sense. And so this, this is, this is done perfectly.
you know, there the the end, and I love the fact that you know as it was going through and it got like more intense and everything, then they started having like the little um after credits things, which is like so synonymous with you know how Marvel operates, and this is it showing that they could do it in TV show as well. Um, and you know, it had in the last episode having like those, I think it's two or three of them leading up into, um, you know, like it kept coming back to it, like having more and more like little and after credit scenes and, you know, the final end credit scene of, you know, like her, which it, it's still like, you know, it, it opens up so many questions, but I love questions. That's why, like, you know, I love things like Joker and I can't stop talking about something like that or bringing relations to that because that's that's kind of like that's at that level of this is this is this is where movies should be as far as your thought processes or where they should leave leave you and stimulate your mind um, because it's something that ends and you, um, and you, and you, you're, you're not sure, but you're curious and it leads you to talking about things. It puts people like me doing stuff like this in a job, you know, <laughs> because it, it gives us the opportunity to talk about things and have like different opinions and, um, different possibilities and any of them could be right. You know, because it's something ended with questions and those questions mean that you're going to keep talking about it. it means that the show doesn't end. It means that you're eager and wanting more and you're, you know, you're looking forward to that next phase. You're looking for, you're dying to see Dr. Strange um, and to see where this continues on because this was just a taste and Coming up, we've got our next one, Winter Soldier and Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is going to be a completely different thing. And and me and let's take a step back. Remember Netflix. Um, everybody had different opinions on the, the Netflix series. Um, and you know, like some people like, you know, they they catered to different people, and they had different ideas and different fields. And, and I personally, I think that's what's great about them. Some people be like, you know, it's, well, I didn't like this one or I didn't care for this one or that's not my thing. It's like, okay, whatever. Everything can't be Daredevil. And that's how I feel about this too. It's like, you know, the people that were kind of like whining about the beginning of it or don't like the fact that, you know, there are questions and stuff. It's like, everything can't be like, you know, like I'm going to run in there and have a 13 minute fight sequence, punching people and whatever. And yeah, that's great. You know, you'd love that in Daredevil. You loved it in Punisher. But it's also great to wind it back down for Jessica Jones, where you've got you've got like less fighting, but you know, and the fighting scenes are definitely much shorter because she finished them off very quickly. But it it's something where you've got your mystery aspect into it. And, you know, and um PI and all that stuff. Because like in the world isn't just one thing. Um, so in this world, it shouldn't just be one thing either. You know, people have different jobs, different perspectives. Not everybody's a fast and furious, you know, um, secret agent, you know, there's other things going on, but those other things are important just as well. And that's like the, the great thing that I see about like these type of shows and, you know, having showing different aspects that can still working on in the same universe. If you're going to build a universe, you need to build it holistically, not just straight fight scenes, not straight, you know, let's like uh, point A to point B to end at C and close this book up. 
I don't want the, the book closed. If the book closes, I want to open it back up and flip through it because I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Is there something I missed in here? And and then see that thing you missed. Like, oh, crap. This just uh, changed my whole outlook on the whole thing. And that's what I love about this. And that's why I feel so successful with, you know, this whole thing. And um, there's a, you know, and even open up the door to like, you know, the white vision. Um, can we say that? Is that okay? <laughs> yeah. what, what What is going to happen with him? Because they didn't leave together. And when you show like she, um, you know, in that final scene, she's in that place by herself. She's not up there with the other vision. So they went their separate ways. But, you know, that opens the door like, where did he go? What did he do? What is he going to do with this new, whole new life of his? Um, while at the same time, they managed to bring Vision back, um, but brought him back in a different way. So we don't know what to expect. And uh, while at the same time, she's not only she's still grieving over him, she's got a whole bunch more to grieve about. Um and this is, you know, this has also been like a whole thing of loss and how you deal with loss. Are you willing to just, is, are you willing to let the rest of the world suffer so that you can be okay? And I think that that's really what the message of it ended up being, you know, because the whole thing is like her creating this whole thing and living this life and this, you know, happy TV thing from the things of her childhood is for her to get through her pain, but not even not being aware of the pain that everybody that she, like, you know, all the actors were going through. And, you know, and you see like when she's confronted with when they're when Agatha wakes them up that they are in pain and they're begging her. They're begging her to let them be with their significant others, begging her to let them go. Um, and whatever, and you know, and she's she's horrified the fact that these people are suffering so much for her and for her to be okay. And that's not what she wanted. You know, her in her mind, she's thinking, oh, you know, like they don't care, whatever, you know, but then then being faced with the reality, the fact that you're hijacking people's brains and they're aware of it. You know, and it, she ends up having to take the sacrifice and let go. She, you know, when it came to the question of, are you okay with people suffering so you can be okay? And she couldn't be, you know? And so, and you know, that that's something that's super deep, you know? Like, how, what would you do in it if you had this power and this ability, but other people had to suffer? Would you be willing to just let them suffer and ignore it, you know, like put everybody in their happy little world and pretend that everything's okay, just so that you can get through your own pain. You know, and I think that if people, if we just ask ourselves that, we might get a pretty varied answer, you know, or maybe people will be up to a point and then they'll be like, you know, some people like, oh, heck no. But then if you're actually in it, then who knows, you might be there too. So anyway, this is, uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. And of course, I have to address the Quicksilver thing. <laughs> so I um amazingly, amazingly excited seeing um Evan Peters role there as Quicksilver taking from the X-Men. You know, I mean, I was jumping up and down on the couch when I saw him. I was like, oh, my God. And, you know, and they're like, oh, my God, she she recast 
Quicksilver. And you're like, oh, okay, that's a cool way to do into it. Um, so love that. You know, I I love the acknowledgement of like and that this that this world happened and that this is a quicksilver of a, of another that this is a quicksilver in the world and that you know and kind of teasing at us that hey the mutants are coming <laughs> x-men are coming and you know these movies that you've invested yourself in um they're they're not just straight garbage you know they're we're not just taking them and throwing them in the trash because you know like different writers and all this political bull crap at at you know behind the scenes no there's still value in these characters and we're going to we're gonna try to still use them so um as far as the revelation that he was uh God, what was it, John Boner or whatever, Boner or whatever, I don't know. But he was just some regular guy that was basically also hijacked. Um, disappointing. <laughs> I was kind of hoping that, okay, this is going to be the new Quicksilver. But at the same time, yes, this makes more sense. <laughs> it makes more sense that he didn't just like wasn't resurrected into another body that, you know, somebody was just pretending to be him um yes i you know i i can i can um i can well i can't think of the word but yeah that's okay i get it um it sucks but i get it but at the same time it is very much like um i think we should still be excited because and feel that this is kind of a tease that is something that you know they're going to show more of this isn't just like um hey we decided to do like a little cameo just just for the hell of it no i think that this is the beginning of um them trying to work the work our x-men in and um i'm super looking forward to that you know even though like i did was like oh man come on <laughs> and um but you know it's like uh I, i'm hopeful i'm hopeful still so i i want to see more and i i still i appreciate so much um but yeah wandavision it's like <laughs> I, I've been thinking about this thing so much. Like it's this has really been, and I love that they're this is, you know, they they're making this whole Friday thing, you know, like we have the Mandalorian, we got that, and now we're gonna have Falcon and Winter Soldier. I you know, Netflix is cool when they kind of just drop everything out. Um, but the the bad thing about it is like, you know, you're people binge at different rates, you know. Like I still haven't finished Punisher, <laughs> but like, you know, uh, you know. Cause like, you know, people, some people watch it all in one weekend. Some people trickle it through, you know, it took me a while with Blue Cage. I watched, you know, a couple episodes and took like a month break and then went through the rest of it. Um, but people are at different aspects, but you know, when they're doing it like this, it gives you that thing to look forward to, you know, it's like at Friday, you're, even if you're busy on Friday, you're like, okay, you know what? Saturday morning, that's the first thing I'm gonna do. I'm watching this during breakfast, breakfast, you know? So I love it. I love it. I think it's a great model that Disney Plus is using Marvel, whatever, whoever is responsible for how this is being released. Um, but yeah, you know, so like I can't wait for this Friday coming up for uh, the next thing. And I'll be looking forward to the next Fridays. And then, you know, when Loki comes out, then we're going to have another thing. So it's it's great. And I, I hope that they can keep these things coming. And I'm I'm excited. And so anyway, there's our talk on WandaVision and um, the Marvel, Marvel Cinematic Universe and everything that I ramble on about. And, <laughs> and I hope that you feel that your prescription is filled after this and that you are seeing clearly. Until next time.